I'm thankful for every boss that never allowed me to break through the glass ceiling of corporate America. Thank you for inspiring me to do what I've always wanted deep down inside, but was too busy playing it safe to realize this was what I was meant to do all along. I'm thankful for all those that told me that blogging wasn't a viable business idea or that making a full-time income from your own business was just too hard to achieve. Thank you for making me even more determined than I already am and propelling me into massive success beyond my wildest dreams. This week, eight years ago, I decided I was done working a nine-to-five and began planning my exit strategy accordingly. Nothing lit me up more than making that decision on that day. And I've never looked back, and it was the best decision I've ever made. And today, seven years later, I'm celebrating a huge milestone in my business, reaching a million dollars in revenue. You're listening to the Sassy Solopreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Silva, first-generation Latina, digital entrepreneur, and an online educator. On this show, you're getting an exclusive backstage pass on how I transformed my food blog, A Sassy Spoon, into a sustainable and profitable multi-six-figure business as a party of one. Tune in each and every week for the sassy vibes, authentic, no BS conversations, and actionable advice on how you too can build the profitable food blog business of your dreams. Let's dive in. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Sassy Solopreneur Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here because in this episode, we're going to talk about a huge milestone that I've just reached in my business that I couldn't wait to hit record and talk about, and that is reaching a million dollars in my business. I can't believe that I'm even saying that. I mean, if we want to be super exact, it's $1,041,739. Yes, I did the numbers. Yes, I'm that nerd that every Friday I jump into my in my QuickBooks and I analyze all the things and I keep a tally of all of my revenue. For the last seven years, I've just been keeping up with all the income statements. And again, I'm a big nerd. So I I just wanted to kind of celebrate that in this episode today. So of course, you know, because I'm human, when you reach a milestone like this, right, your your first instinct is usually, or at least my first instinct is usually imposter syndrome, right? Like, oh, please, you didn't make seven figures in one year, so it doesn't really count, right? Like, who do you think you are, please? Seven figures. Okay, relax. Seven figures in seven years. Like, really? But guess what? Fuck you, imposter syndrome, because this is a milestone for me, even if I didn't do it all in one year, but it's still a milestone because it's really hard growing a blog. It's really hard attracting an audience to a website, just a page on the internet. Do you know how hard it is to attract people, to drive people, to just come and look at a bunch of pictures that you put on a website? That is hard, okay? And I want to celebrate that because it was such a journey for me to get to this point. And, you know, obviously that's one side of my brain that's letting the imposter syndrome get in my head a little bit. But then the other side of me, the determined, hardworking, 
proud first-generation Cuban-American side of me says, you did that shit. You did it. You freaking did it, okay? And I don't know if you guys understand, like, the severity of the whole situation. Yeah, seven figures, seven years. has a nice ring to it and all that, but you don't get it. This wasn't supposed to be my story, you know? The usual story of a first-generation kid is usually just about survival, right? And all my immigrant kids out there, you get it. You know what I'm talking about. When your parents come from another country to give you a better life, you're basically taught to survive. You're basically taught to do the basic things, right? Go to school, uh, get married, have kids, get a job, right? Get a, get a huge corporate job. That's what you're usually taught. So when my parents came from Cuba in the late 60s, they came with nothing. They came with nothing to their name, and they wanted to give my sister and I a better life. And they fought hard to make that happen. They fought hard to make ends meet. They taught us the best they can, and for that, I cannot fault them. On the contrary, I'm so grateful that I'm here. I'm so grateful that we all survived, right? But yeah, I did go to school. I did have great jobs, and actually, I did get married. I didn't have kids, but I got divorced. I went through bankruptcy. I went through foreclosure. (laughs) I have been through it all. And I feel like the things that I've gone through that that have happened to me have only made me stronger. You know, they've made me more resilient. They've made me the determined person that I am today. I think that's why entrepreneurship was something that I was meant to do because you need to have a bounce back rate of milliseconds <laughs> to get back in the game every time you make a mistake or fail or whatever. You just got to get back into it and keep going. And I think that's why I've been able to grow this multi six-figure business that's still sustainable and profitable to this day. It was because of that, because of all that, all those tests, trials, and tribulations, all that builds your endurance, right? It makes you just more persistent to get what you want. But I'll be honest, this wasn't part of the first generation kid trajectory, right? You're not supposed to start your own business. You're not supposed to go against a grain. You're supposed to follow the steps like everybody else does because start your start your own business. What? No, that's not allowed. You know, this is what my parents were taught and what they taught us. And I was just like, no, that's just not what I want to do. I had always wanted to start my own business, even when I was a teenager. It's what I've always wanted, and I did it. And I started a business with zero everything, just a blank screen, zero followers, zero email subs, zero page views, zero everything. And I built it to what it is today. And you know what? I've made seven figures in seven years from a website. Okay. So you best believe I'm celebrating the shit out of that right now, no matter what my hater imposter syndrome says, no matter what anyone says, my quote unquote little business, my cute little business. Did anyone ever tell you that as you were growing your business? Like, oh, your business is so cute. I was told that once and I swear I was like, oh my God, cringe and a half. My business is not cute. Okay. Cute is for puppies and bunnies, please. Por favor. I'm going to start stalking in Spanish. Like, por favor. My little business, quote unquote, is paying my bills maxing out my 401k as we speak and so we're gonna celebrate right because you know how incredible that is I'm 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 promise I'm not gonna cry I've already cried enough (laughs) 
But I I want to invite you to celebrate with me, okay? Celebrate how far you've come to because as entrepreneurs, we don't do this enough. And this is why I'm like, we're going to celebrate, okay? Because this creative career of ours is no walk in the park, as you know. And we just need to celebrate our wins more often. Also, we need to celebrate that we're still here, <laughs> that we made it, that we haven't quit. I, I'll be honest, I've wanted to quit so many times. And I think I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but when I saw ChatGPT hit the market earlier this year, I was like, well, that's it for me. I guess I got to quit now because I was just, I couldn't believe that robots were hitting the market now. We had to compete with robots. Like, really? But I'm way too determined by nature to let a robot stop me from continuing to scale my business. So I love what I do. And I've honestly never been happier in my entire life. And the more I think about it, the more I realize like my business has brought me so much freedom to do life as I please and to have that flexibility to work on my own terms, to work on my own schedule without this semi-passive business model because I don't want to say it's fully passive nothing is ever fully passive whoever's feeding you that is lying everything requires work even if it's maintenance it's still work okay but more importantly I feel like this business model that I've designed for myself and for my business has allowed me to have that flexibility in for example when my father passed away two years ago it literally changed us forever, okay? And I had to be there for my family. I had to figure out, like, next steps, what to do, the funeral. Like, it was just so much. Our family had never gone through something like that. I can't even imagine having to deal with that and then go and sit in a cubicle for nine hours a day. You know what I mean? I, my brain just wasn't in work. And I was able to step back from work for a couple months and you know just figure things out and I remember I was in the middle of, of a coaching cohort at that time and they were so they were so wonderful if you're listening now I love you guys thank you so much for being there for me during that time it was it was really hard to be present and to you know want to help people but also like oh my god I'm dealing with this huge massive thing right now it was just a lot it was a lot to deal with but in the meantime, I was able to continue to pay bills because a sassy spoon was still running in the background, right? Because on purpose, I designed this business model that would pay my bills while I was fully just not present in my business. And I think that is the most priceless part of having your own business, that you're able to take a step back whenever you need to, whenever you want to, because also... Let's not let's not only say, oh, it's whenever I need to know. You know what? If you want to, if you want to take a random Wednesday off because you feel like it, you can. As a matter of fact, you want to know how I'm celebrating this amazing milestone? I'm taking all of December off. So FYI, <laughs> there won't be any podcast episodes in December. I'll be back in January for sure. But hell yeah, I'm taking the whole month off. Why not? right? It's my birthday month. It's Christmas. And now it's my rest and relaxation month. We're going to reset. We're going to take it in. We're going to enjoy the fact that I've been working so hard for the last seven years. And here we are, right? I created this business model 
for this exact purpose so that I'm able to walk away for an entire month if I want to and let my business do what it does. And for that, I cannot be more thankful. Now, it's not to say that entrepreneurship or owning your own business is always sunshine and butterflies because it's not. No matter what Instagram highlight reels you're obsessed with right now that are telling you that you can have a six-figure business in five minutes, I'm going to be totally real with you because I'm very big on transparency. Entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart, okay? There's a lot of ups and downs, and there's been a lot of ups and downs in the last seven years for me. As a matter of fact, over the weekend, I did some journaling, which is where I cried, <laughs> and I, I wanted to reflect on the last seven years. And I want to share a few tidbits with you. The good, the bad, the ugly. Because again, I'm all about transparency here. And yes, it's amazing to have a food blog that practically runs on autopilot after seven years of hard fucking work. But you know what came along with that? Number one, a shit ton of taxes, okay? <laughs> no one ever talks about that part. We all talk about how magical and amazing it is to not work for the man and to be able to have your own schedule and all that. All that is amazing. I'm not going to lie. That is amazing, okay? I'm not a morning person. And the fact that I can ease into my morning is like the best part of everything. But yeah, you know, the unsexy part of all this is that you got to pay taxes, man, okay? <laughs> And when you're first getting started that you don't know what you're doing at all, at all, at all, you do all the wrong things and then you pay too much for taxes. So guilty party over here. But it's fine. You live and learn. And it's okay. And speaking of living and learning, you also learn so much about yourself, more than you ever knew about yourself because entrepreneurship tests you. It tests your tenacity. It tests your confidence. It's all the test, right? And you know, we're taking risks over here. We're taking risks that most people won't take. And you're putting yourself out there. You're making these massive investments. You're putting in the work. All that challenges you, right? It also challenges your patience. Am I right? Because boy, do we need patience to run a food blog. My goodness. There's literally zero overnight success over here. Okay, hello. Seven years, seven figures. Entrepreneurship takes mother effing work, Okay. The next thing I want to share, the next tidbit, this one is a hard one. The more money you make, the more your circle changes. This one, I have to say, has been the toughest one, if I'm being honest. Because, yeah, being determined, making money, all that comes naturally to me. I'm a Capricorn, Enneagram 3. I'm a workaholic. Like, all that is just, that's just second nature at this point. But when you realize that you're surrounded by a sea of naysayers that are just completely unaligned with you, it's, it does something to your psyche. It really does. If this has happened to you, slip into my DMs. Let's talk about it. Let's start a support group. I know I'm not the only one this has happened to. I know other entrepreneurs have dealt with the same thing. I remember three years ago, I had a business coach that told me that as you grow as an entrepreneur, your inner circle will change. The more success you have and the more money you make, the more your perspective changes and you suddenly realize who quote unquote gets it and who doesn't. And you start seeing who operates from a place of scarcity or a place of abundance. And as the saying goes, misery loves company, right? And so you have to be intentional as hell about who you spend time with. And I'll be honest, this one 
has been hard. It's been really hard. But the good news is, yes, there's good news. The good news is that the more you surround yourself with like-minded individuals, you know, like other food bloggers on your same wavelength, people that get it, other other entrepreneurs that get it, the better your mental state will be. Because entrepreneurship is lonely as hell as it is. So let's not make it worse by surrounding ourselves with people who are not our biggest fan. So I invite you to reevaluate who you spend time with. Make sure that they're not feeding into your negative thoughts. Make sure that they're not shitting in your parade, right? You need people around you that uplift you, that believe in you, that give you that tough love. And they're your number one hype man. It's so, so vital for us. There's definitely a lot more lessons that I could share for the last seven years, but I don't want this to be a 10-hour episode. (laughs) So I'm going to leave you with this. If you have big dreams of one day having the same business model that allows you to take a step back when needed while still making money in your sleep or that allows you to connect with people, bring them joy in the form of delicious recipes or dreams of finally being able to max out your 401k, buy a house, not stress about money, build generational wealth, don't let quote unquote they stop you because they will. They 100% will. Don't be afraid of what they will say, okay? Don't be afraid of taking risks. Don't be afraid of doing the damn thing. Don't be afraid of putting in the work, okay? No matter what your mom, dad, sister, brother, best friend, coworker, whatever they say, focus on your end goal. Stay in your lane. Stay the course. Even when you think that nothing is happening, stay the course, okay? Hard work always pays off, I promise. And tell the comparison trap and the imposter syndrome to shut the fuck up, okay? (laughs) I know it's like you have these thoughts that you're battling all day long because I have them too. So I know I'm not alone here. Tell them to shut up. We're not here for that. No, goodbye, okay? Now it's your turn. I want to hear what you're thankful for this week. What are the milestones that you're celebrating? reflect on that. I invite you to reflect on that this week, especially as you're doing all your sides for sidesgiving because I'm all about the sides, okay? Celebrate yourself. Treat yourself. It's Christmas. You know, it's Black Friday. It's Christmas. Buy yourself something awesome. Celebrate the shit out of yourself. Like, it's so important for us to celebrate our wins. It's so, so important. No one else is going to do it for us. We need to do this for ourselves. And if no one has told you lately, I'm going to tell you, I'm so, so proud of you for sticking with it against all odds. It's so hard to keep up with the business. It's so hard to sustain all of that. And you're doing it. You're doing it. I'm so, so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. And so I just wanted to pop in this quick episode to just celebrate this huge milestone and also celebrate us because... It's just, it's so hard out here for us food bloggers, but we're doing it. We're sticking with our guns and we're pushing through and we're just doing the damn thing. I'm so proud of us. I'm so proud of us. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much for all your support this year. I really, really appreciate it. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. Happy Thanksgiving. I'll catch you on the next episode.